What is up, everybody? I guess last podcast, the one I did on Thursday, not the one I did last Monday, but the one I did on Thursday, disappeared. It just disappeared. I mean, what the fuck? I think it was Isis. You know how much Isis is hyper aware of the fairly normal podcast. I didn't know if you knew that. But yeah, this is like Isis is, they always check in. So I must have said something. I don't even know what I'm saying. Clearly Isis. <laughs> <Not very normal. laughs> What's going on, guys? Back from Charlotte. Um. Oh my god. It's like people know when I'm doing it, and they just call. It's crazy, right? Isn't that weird? Isn't that really weird? Like. It's like when you, you ever want there to be traffic, so you're like, oh, I don't want to be so early, and there's never traffic. But when you don't want there to be traffic, there's fucking traffic. Oh, so much traffic on 405 today. I almost canceled a meeting. Because <laughs> it was on the 405 during rush hour. Um, What's going on, everybody? That was actually Beth. Let me text her real quick. Um, So she's... uh. In um, Joshua Tree, uh, writing. She's up there for like 11 days writing. And so because I'm doing Charlotte in Jacksonville and I've only your towel for like two and a half days, she figured that she, be, this would be the right time to go up. She, I think she's going to come close to you know finishing her script and another script, everybody. Um, and that's it. Uh uh, uh, hold on, she's texting me again. I just have to press pause so I can get this ready. Hold on. Doesn't that happen for everybody? Like as soon as you don't want the phone to ring, the phone rings. Let's let, let's hear a little music. Um. So, Outcast, Liberation, song number one. Outcast, so good, guys. My God, good Lord, they're good. Outcast, lyricist, outcast, rapper, outcast. Did I say they? Good lord. Hold on. I'm so okay. Okay, sorry everybody. There's like nine thousand things happening on my phone right now. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So I don't know how I got a race last week. I don't know. And I wish I knew how to edit so I could go back and clean up the fucking mess that just happened. Good Lord. But I can't. And that's why you guys like me, because I really have no idea what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea. But let's get down to it. Uh, Happy to be back. And uh, I know a lot of people were curious. Oh, by the way, I left. Okay, a couple things. I was in Charlotte this week. Great time in charlotte <laughs> so I'm, i get up in the morning and i'm like oh i want to get some uh and it had been a kind of a late night and i was like man i want to get some 
eggs and some bacon before I get on the plane because I know I'm going to sleep on the plane, right? That's the whole goal. The goal is to stay out late the night before and just kind of be able to figure out how to get your eyes open and walk yourself into a car, into the airport. Like I just, I, by the, usually I'm asleep by the time the plane takes off and I wake up when it hits the ground. I'm like a, like a FedEx package, right? So I rush downstairs to get some eggs and some bacon and, um, and then as I'm eating, I see the guy who's giving me a ride. My, my friend who, uh, runs the comedy zone over there, a guy named Mike Hall. And, um, I go, oh, there's Mike. So I run to the car. I put my stuff in the car. We're driving there. And I'm about, we're pulling in. Maybe we're two minutes from the airport. And I, I'm like, wait a second. Did I put my bag in the car? I had forgotten my suitcase. Like the one thing, I've forgotten my guitar before because I don't travel with it every weekend. And it's still kind of new. And I've forgotten my backpack before because it's small. And if I lean it up against the wall and forget to do it by the front door, I forget I left my suitcase in the room, up on a counter, wide open. Just left it there, like a fucking dummy. So I run, I go back to the uh, hotel, grab my suitcase, feeling pretty stupid, by the way, and um, and then I on the way there, I I try to book another flight. So they tentatively put me on a, a flight that's at four twenty five, something like that, and I'm like, okay. As long as I have a seat on there. So I get to the airport and they said, we actually have a three o'clock flight. If you want to get on there. I'm like, yeah, I'll get on there. So it's already, you know, and I'm at the airport now. So nine, I'm at the airport basically at 930, three o'clock flight. So I got a little time. Uh, a lot of good people watching. Walking around, walking around. Can't wait. Can't wait for three. I see three coming. Take my edible. Because I'm, I'm awake now, and now I want to put myself asleep on the plane. So, get my edible, and uh, we get on the plane, and I, uh, I'm i in row 17, and I'm in seat D. I hate the aisle. I prefer, to tell you the truth, I would take a middle over an aisle. And I'll tell you why. I, first of all, the fucking flight attendants, if you are sleeping and your foot or your shoulder is in the aisle, they will hit that motherfucker hard. They don't give a shit. Second of all, I just don't like people's butts hitting my shoulder. You know, when people walk down the aisle, you know, there it's a lot of ass to shoulders. I just, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I like it less than barefoot people on planes, all right? So... I'm like, then I see this nice woman and her daughter getting on and I say to her, I will give you a hundred dollars for your window seat. And she was like, no, no, you can have it. I go, I'll give you the hundred dollars. She's like, no, you can have it. I'm, I'm going to sit in the middle. My daughter sit in the aisle. And, uh, so I thought, I was like, oh, this is great. This is a nice start. Nice start to the flight. Nice woman. They actually live quarter mile from my house. Um, like we're neighbors and shit. We're talking. The little girl's super friendly. Woman's super nice. They were in South Carolina for, I believe, her nephew's graduation. We're talking. And then uh, the, the flight attendant comes down and goes, oh, Mr. Wolf. I go, yeah. She said, we actually have, because I fly American so much, I get upgraded a lot. She said, we have a seat in first class. And I'm like, well, this three o'clock flight. 
has turned out to be the best time of my life. I go up front, sit up front. The uh, There's a woman sitting next to me, also very nice, talking for a little bit. It's starting to get super hot on the plane, guys, right? Super hot. Like people are just taking off their, their layers and they're trying to turn the air on. Air is not working. And the flight attendant comes on. I mean, the, the captain comes on. Is like He's like, that's what I heard. Because I'm starting to get high. We're going to have to get off the plane. That's all I heard. And I was like, oh, no. Because I'm about to be super high walking around the airport. I like to be super high sitting on a plane. By the way, I wasn't high when I forgot my suitcase. And yes, I know I, I say I don't get high during the day. And I don't unless I'm on a plane because I just want to sleep. It's my version of Xanax or Clonopin or whatever, right? So I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to have to go back out into the airport. So we get all our stuff off the plane. And we're sitting by the gate. And they're waiting, waiting, waiting. They're like, yeah, it's not going to work. We're not going to be able to get on this plane. We're going to have to switch planes and switch gates. So I'm like, oh, no. I'm going to have to figure this shit out. So I just, uh, you know what I did? I went buddy system, but the person didn't know I was their buddy. You know, like when you were in elementary school, and it was like buddy system. And you stuck by somebody and you were the buddy, right? Um, well, I made this dude my buddy, but he had no idea. I just followed him around because I was like, I don't trust myself to get to the next gate. Um, well, And I followed the guy around. Little did I know he wasn't going straight to the gate. So we went and got some to eat together. And we went to Hudson News. He did some light shopping, and then we went to the gate. He must have thought I was just fucking stalking him, right? So we get to the gate. We get on the plane. I'm like, fine. I'm super high, but I'm like, okay. We sit on the runway. I don't know. 40 minutes? I mean, it was rough, guys, because... I'm trying when I'm that high, when I'm getting high to put myself to sleep, I'm getting pretty high. So if I'm putting myself to sleep, that means my cognitive skills are not great. And definitely vocally and me as any kind of orator is not like it's not my best. Do you know what I mean? So she's trying to talk to me because we were talking earlier and I don't want to seem like an asshole and I also don't want to tell a stranger I am 100% stoned. Can we not talk? Oh, but we got back on the flight, uh, got here. It was the first time, ready for this? First time since little Rocky died that I came home to an empty house. Usually, you know, either Jakey's here, or Beth is here, or sometimes my daughter's here. So it was, and everybody else has had the experience. I just hadn't. I didn't think, because usually that was the best thing about Rock, is that when you came home, if it was just you and him, oh, everybody, Billy Joel, come on, moving out. Uh, this is a great song. I don't know why this song makes me think of Chris Frangiola. Um, So... uh it would come home and, and he knew it was just the two of you. Whenever it was any him and anybody else, just like solo. And he would just, it was just attention city. But he loved it. He was extra, uh, uh, he was extra sweet and he loved to just nuzzle up. So that was, it was a interesting little moment for me. Because I hadn't had it yet and everybody else had. So 
it's weird, you know. I when you don't have death in your life for a little while, you forget the stages, and you also forget like you don't ever really get over it. You know what I mean? You don't get over it. You just you know where to put it. You learn how to deal with it. It all that you know the, but you'd never truly get over it. I guess because you know every now and then when I look at my uh, pictures of my very first dog, I'm like, oh, that little fella. He wasn't little. He was like 160 pounds. But but yeah, so I forgot my suitcase. Um, and then I was gonna go see Biz Marquis in Charlotte on Saturday night. Oh man, did I want to go see Biz Marquis? But my show got out a little late. But I kept thinking, like, what's he gonna play? I know he's gonna play Just a Friend. And then what? He's going to beatbox. I know, guys, if you haven't heard Biz beatbox, he's a fucking stud. But I'm like, he's got to play Just a Friend as the encore, right? I mean, you have to. Because if you play it first, people are walking the fuck out. I My theory, if I was Biz, I would open with Just a Friend to get people hyped. Midway, when people start to get bored, I would do another version of Just a Friend. But maybe I'd bring somebody out with me you know what like a special get in town guest i'm not that i think biz can warrant getting a bunch of high profile guests to come on stage with him and then i think for the encore i would do biz but with a little beatbox so i think i'd play just a friend three times open middle end because truth is if he he better play it at the encore because if i went to that concert I would just wait for just a friend and then I would just peace out of there. I mean, who else is listening to anything else, really? But what? It was a crazy weekend in, in Charlotte. A bunch of good shows. The people who came were fantastic. I had a dude come this year. So last year when I was in Charlotte, this dude got kicked out. And I was I didn't know why he got kicked out. It wasn't me who kicked him out. The club kicked him out. And... um. It was just kind of a whatever, and this was a weird, this show was so weird, this whole show, right? Because he had been kicked out, and and then about, I don't know, 10 feet from the door, he just started screaming, Trump, for no reason. Like, I don't do political shit in my act, and we hadn't talked about Trump, but he just started screaming, Trump, and I was like, exactly, that makes sense now. That same show, some dude in the front row, in the front row. Oh, yeah. Love it. Green Day, American Idiot. Oh, we're going to some rock and roll. Um, So somebody slipped. This they, There was a table of like six people. After every joke, one of them at the table would be like, and they'd make a fart noise. And at some point, I was like, guys, I mean, what are we, fucking two? Like, this is what we're doing, making fart noises? But, you know, whatever. Not enough to get kicked out. Annoying. We made fun of them a little bit, you know? And then this dude, the leader of the, I don't know, maybe half an hour into the show, he slips off of his first, off of the, he slips off of his chair, passed out, and just fucking whacks his head on the stage. Just bap! And I was like, oh, shit. Well, that's what a skull fracturing sounds like. Like, that's, it was a f- the loudest crack. I, and everyone was like, <gasps> And he just kind of popped up. I'm okay. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. Like, that was a bizarre 
Last time I went, bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. This time I went, it was great. I saw some people from high school. I saw my buddy Matt O'Connor. I saw a friend of mine from college, a guy named Nikki Servos. And then uh, I saw a buddy of mine who's a NASCAR driver, a guy named Matt Tift. It was a good time. And uh, man, if you have not come out and seen a show, I'm telling you right now, I'm kind of okay. Like right now, shit is going pretty good. So I think maybe you guys should come check out a show if you haven't. I'm pretty excited with the way things have been going for me. Uh, on stage, um, there's still shows where I don't sell as many tickets as I would like, and that bums me out a little bit, and I always feel super responsible for that because I think it's clearly my responsibility, you know? Um, but a big or small show crowd, I'm still... Uh, I put out, I think I put it on the same show. I think I might even be better in front of a small crowd because I put less pressure on myself. I don't know. It's a possibility. But a lot of people are asking me about um, about Kathy Griffin because I talked about it on the last podcast, and um, uh, and um, here's my take on Kathy. One, I know some people have been on her about not being a good comic and whatever. I, 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 sh- her her comedy is not my style of comedy, but she's a good comic, and I know somebody talked to her said she was a hack she's definitely not a hack she's super original if nothing i mean even if you don't think she's funny she's super original um in the way she does things and talks about them and so my take on it is this guys it's not okay that uh, to when you're to do the bloody head just like it's not okay to do the effigy of obama not okay neither one's okay um but I also think it is the responsibility of comedians because who else is going to do it to push envelopes that may not be the envelope. And sometimes you push an envelope and it's too far and you've got to take your lumps. And that's the thing is, is so for me, I would have never done what she did. I respect the balls it took to do it. And as, as much as I respected the balls it took to do it, I have very little respect for the apology. Because to me, an apology means that you are truly sorry that something happened or that you did something, right? But, oh, I love this song. You tell me I don't have Hank Williams Jr. on my... Of course I do. This is Kalijah. Hank Williams Jr. was the third concert I ever saw. I saw Hank Williams Jr. and Waylon Jennings in Hartford. Yeah, you heard me. Hartford. That was a great show. I also saw... If you guys have ever seen that picture of me with the cowboy hat on and sunglasses and tidy whities um, that's at a Hank Williams Jr. concert. Don't ask. Um, but so I didn't like the apology. Because you apologized, not because you were sorry. Because if people had liked what you did or thought it was funny, you wouldn't have apologized. You wouldn't have. You would have just been like, that's funny. And if somebody, had, if the overwhelmingly, if the overwhelming amount of people had said they liked it, you would have told people, hey, Snowflake, just lighten up. But since so many people hated it, including CNN, um, you started, you apologized. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. You took a swing and you missed. We've all done that as artists and as comics. So to me, the apology was disingenuous because you apologized because people didn't like it, not because you were sorry that you made the decision, right? Or maybe you were sorry you made a decision because people didn't like it, but that's not the reason to apologize. And then that press conference, come on. 
Come on, everybody. Let's start with a little accountability across the board. By the way, it starts with our fucking president. You can't expect other people to be accountable when this motherfucker can't even admit that he made a mistake and wrote Kofifi. He won't even admit that that was a mistake. So I don't know. And and listen, it's all trick. Well, let me just say. The news conference, don't make yourself the victim. Accountability. You You made what you thought was a mistake. You took a swing. There were consequences. And you just got to sit with them. And, and by, guys, I don't think she should be, I don't think her business should be killed. I don't think that, that, you know, people should start canceling dates. And I don't think any of that shit. And I don't think comedians like Bill Maher and uh, Kathy Griffin should be held to a higher standard than our fucking politicians. Like somehow our politicians can say whatever the fuck they want. But these comedians can't. So I have a problem with that, too. Um, but I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, trickle down. Guys, it's all trickle down. The anger and the hatred and the distrust and the and the and just the general feeling of malaise in the country right now is the... It comes from the top. Look, if anybody's ever worked at a job... The company basically has the tone of the CEO, of the tone of the manager on plant, or the, t- t- the tone of the person in charge. It's trickle-down. Every set I've ever been on, the tone... Look, you could tell what year Chelsea was just by the way everybody interacted on the show. When she was happy, the show was great. When she wasn't happy, it wasn't as good. It's trickle-down. People didn't treat each other as well. It's trickle-down. So you can't have, it's like, it's always funny to me when people are like, you can't say that shit about the president. The president has said so much shit. You can't be an insult comic and then be mad when someone heckles you. He's an insult comic. You just can't, it is just so crazy to me. And that's the same thing with, with Kathy. So accountability. You made a mistake. Don't point, as much as I don't like the Trumps, if it hurts your business, that's not their fault. That's your fault. And fault isn't the right word. And you'll come back. And your fans love you. Your fans, by the way. Oh, I love this song. Leonard Skinner. Tuesday's gone. Um, your fans may, might like you even more because of what you did. Now, somebody asked if I thought Anderson Cooper should have had her back. No. Only if he wanted to. If he wanted to. If he thought it was important to stand up for her, then he should have. If he didn't, then he shouldn't have. If he didn't think what she did was right then he doesn't need to have her back. And a lot of people are like, well, CNN shouldn't... CNN... Guys, your First Amendment means you can say anything you want and not go to jail. Jail. And that people can't stop you from speaking your mind. No jail time, no... Con- you know what I mean? The government, the law, you in this country can say what you want and uh, without repercussion from, you know, the people, the higher-ups. That doesn't include businesses, private companies. CNN is answers to their stockholders and their shareholders. And, and, and guys, if they thought that was bad for business, then she's gone. There's no, it's no, I don't quite, it's just like with the NFL. Look, do I think Colin Kaepernick is better than probably every backup quarterback besides Jimmy Handsome Garoppolo? Probably. Off the top of my head, I can't think of a whole lot, many that are better, but I'm sure there are. 
he's not being uh he's not being hired to do his job because people think that it'll be bad for their business. People think that his talent level does not match his distraction. I said this before. It was it was just like Tebow. You know, I, the religious people were like, he they're taking a stand against God. They don't like him to pray. No, he's a distraction. He was a distraction whose talent did not match up to his distraction level. Same thing with Kaepernick. A talent who's, in their mind, does not live up to the distraction level. They're running a business. They want their business to make money. That's it. So, you know what I mean? Like, we all do shit. And when you are a ballsy motherfucker, sometimes those things are going to land and sometimes they're not. But respect to being a ballsy motherfucker. She's ballsy. She always has been. So respect, man. And But just, you know, take your lumps. It'll be all right. She's going to come back. She, I guarantee you her next special is going to be good. She's going to talk about this. And it's going to be really funny because she does what she does very well. I don't just, I just, yeah. And I, and I think we should all probably stop talking about it. And I think it gave the Republicans, you guys, you're, you're also feeding the beast to distract from the fucking way more important things that are happening. Don't feed that beast. Don't let him distract everybody from Russia and from the fucking pulling out of the Paris Agreement and all that shit, guys. All right? It's 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 small. She shouldn't have done it. It's You know, she apologized, whatever, whatever that was. And let's move on. I mean, there's no reason for us to still be talking about it, even though I did. But I did because I did it last week and it got uh, erased. And that's it. That's all we'll say. Um, I've decided to go back to doing the high walk. Uh, oh, you know what? I did tell I told the story last week. I'm not sure if I told it. I did. I told it on the on the podcast that I got erased about uh, about Beth and I. The thing that we no, maybe I did tell it on the Monday one, the first one I did last week about the story about Beth and I. How we just always one of our things that we love to do is just go all in, really, on even if we think it's gonna make us hit rock bottom. I've always done that, you know, when we had, I remember when she needed to go to Cannes, Cannes, whatever it is, for her first film. And um, I think we had $5,000 total. And I think the trip over there was going to cost us something like 3200 with everything. You know, getting passes and doing being the place that she needed to be in. But for me, it's that was an investment into us. Do you know what I mean? Now, at the same time, during the same point in time of our life, if she had said, can I, can you buy me some $20 pairs of shoes? I'm like, no, you're going to have to wear those that you have on because that's a different thing. But I would have, I would have spent the entire $5,000 to send her to can con. I've told her forever, guys. I don't think you know this. You guys don't know Beth's movies coming out on October 27th. It's called forever. My girl, she wrote and directed it. She's getting a lot of heat. A lot of people calling. I've said forever. I've told her forever. I'm just biding my time. Like, she, I keep telling her, you're going to be the breadwinner here. You're going to be, you're, she's so smart and so talented that I was investing in our future. And I'm on board for being ballsy. You're saying, so we're going to have to spend more than half of our money for you to fly to France uh, to maybe 
get your movie in front of people. Okay. And that's it. I think that for me, that's the way to do it. Like if you want to win big, you got to risk big. And we, she and I risked big for many, many, many years. And I bet on her and I still do. I still do. Her movie career is going to get me off the road, motherfuckers. Tell me that's not amazing. Oh, in a restaurant today. And I could hear the person when they were eating with their fork. They didn't clear the fork with their lips. They cleared it with their teeth. Oh, my God. What is wrong? Why would you do that to other human beings? That is one of the most terrible sounds. The teeth on the fucking... Oh, I'm watching this Predators-Pittsburgh game. Pittsburgh just had an open net and missed like two shots. How did that happen? Oh, but the teeth on the fork. Oh, my God. You know what we should do? I want you guys to list out like your top five... Your top five pet peeves. I wonder if mine... The slow stroll in front of a car is is one of my all-time least favorites. Like, the slow stroll is like, you have got... And especially if they look at your car while they're doing it, it's, are you kidding me right now? Right? Um, what do you guys think, man? For me, the, here's a couple. And the tooth one, I would put the me hearing people chewing as the number one all-time. Hearing people chewing is like, I, I seriously think sometimes that I'm going to kill somebody. I mean, they're killing us with some good rock and roll tonight. God damn, my shuffle is on fire. Started out with some Outcast, and it has been steady rock and roll since. God. How good is Zeppelin? If Zeppelin, if Zeppelin plays at Old Cello this year, and everybody and their mother doesn't try to make that. You are out of your mind. That's the rumor that Zeppelin is playing at Old Cella. If Zeppelin doesn't play at Old Cella, I don't know if they'll do it. I don't know who else would do it. U2 maybe? Petty? Springsteen? I don't know. But Zeppelin? Oh, I can see them maybe getting Santana to go out there. I would love to go back out there and do mushrooms again. Come on. That was so much fun. A little mushrooms here and there. A little mushrooms in your tum-tum. Make you feel good as shit, man. Good as shit. I uh, I went to a, a, a... I did a Facebook Live today. I hadn't done one in a long time. And I walked over to my local... Uh, like they so many little diner near my house. Maybe some chicken and waffles and shit. I didn't have any those today. But I saw the wait, one of the waitresses... She kept, you know, she would bring the food over and her right thumb was always in a little bit of the eggs. And you know what? For me, because I'm a little bit, because I travel so much, I am a little bit, I know, I get aware of people's germs and shit. I don't know, that's just because I travel, but like, you know, I wipe things down on planes and, but you know what I've started to notice more than I'd like? When you go to Starbucks and they put the lid on your cup, their hand is all over your mouth hole. I mean, they're putting it on. They're tightening it up. They're screwing their fucking dirty ass hand is all over your mouth hole. Now, 
I don't like the term mouth hole any more than you guys do. But I'm going to continue to use it because it makes me laugh, mouth hole. Not your actual mouth, but the mouth hole. Is that what it's called on the top of those cups? Mouth hole? Mouth hole. The more I sound it, say it, the more we- the weirder it sounds. Mouth hole, mouth hole. Mouth hole? Now it's like one word, mouth hole. But mouth hole, mouth hole. All right, I'm going to stop doing that or I'll never stop. <laughs> that's how that works. Um, <laughs> good Lord, that's embarrassing. Um, well, guys, listen. I did just want to drop one in on you real quick. Um, again, planned out. We planned out some topics. What do you think about the planned instead of just the ramble? I don't get a whole lot of feedback from you guys. But if you wanted to, because listen, this is as much for you as it is for me. All it is a little bit for me. It is a little masturbatory because I just camp out on my bed or on a couch. And, oh, I want to see Wonder Woman so badly. The commercial just came on. She is such a badass. And, like, super, oh, such a badass. I can't wait to see it. I really like, yeah, I really want to see that. I don't, I also want to see Guardians too, or pretty badly. Um, but there, were, what was, there was one big movie coming out this summer that I don't want to see at all. Oh, I don't know if I want to see the new Pirates. You guys been reading that shit about Johnny Depp? That he's like bankrupt now? And he's blaming his manager and shit? Man, rich people are weird as fuck. You know what I mean? Like rich people, I want to have. I want to have some money. Look, Beth and I aren't poor. We're not rich by any stretch of the imagination. Maybe if we lived in a different part of the country, we'd be considered rich. But we're not. By any stretch, we're on the middle or class side here. And I forgot why I started talking about that. <sighs> Oh, my God. All right. Well, that's embarrassing. Um, All right, everybody. Jacksonville this weekend. Prince and the Wolf. uh, Roasting Big Poppy, June 22nd in Boston. Doing a show with Sarah Colonna and Chris Frangiola. Oh, my God. Elton John, I'm still standing. I mean, we're playing the classics tonight. In Regina. Love the name of that. In Canada for charity, for Sarah's husband, for John's charity. And... um. Yeah, that's it. I'm gonna. I need to do some work, but I wanted to put one of these out today. I pitched a TV show today, guys. I have some really fucking exciting things happening. I'm that I'm really excited about something with Freddie, something with Brad Wallach and Tom Brunel from Chelsea Show, um, something with my friends from Embassy Row and Sarah Tiana, and uh, something with Jiffy Wild and my buddies at Three Ball. Like I'm just there's so many. Oh. Pretty fucking psyched. Pretty fucking psyched. Plus, I wrote a script that I really like. So, uh, you know, Beth and I are in a good spot. My oldest son is in Boise. Boise. Um, that's great. Uh, my daughter is happy. She was here today. She's working at a vet. She lives with her boyfriend. And Jacob Wolf, my little buddy, is... Uh, I don't want to jinx it, but he's in line to get a job that he really fucking wants. That he'd be fantastic at. So things are good here at the Wolf Family, guys. And I hope things are good. Oh, the fucking Preds just scared again. 
I think it's 3-1. Going back to Pittsburgh, tied up. Guys, if you don't watch hockey, playoff hockey is worth it. Is worth it. How are you how much does everybody hate the Warriors? How much does everybody I I just I can't I'm I hope they they're not going to lose, but god damn. It's just almost unfair to watch, but they're so fucking good. Good lord, it's crazy. Um All right. I got some work to do for a bunch of shit that is going on. Um but thanks for talking to me. Do one good thing today. Are we going to do that? Do one good thing. Open a door. Tell somebody that you love them. Buy somebody in line behind you a coffee. Buy somebody lunch. Just say hello. Say thank you. Say please. Tell someone they're doing a good job. I say this all the time. Energy is contagious. And it's trickle down. True. And right now, there's just a lot of bad mojo. A lot of moo-moo out there right now. We can change that on a daily basis with whoever's sitting to either side of you. That's all you got to do. It's so simple. And whether you agree with them politically or not, don't talk about politics. Find something you can agree on. Talk about dogs. Everybody likes dogs. Whatever you need to talk about. Talk about your kids. Everybody likes, not everybody likes kids, but you know what I mean. I've told you before, I think babies are like farts, right? I mean, you like your own, but if you had to sit in a car with somebody else's, you're going to fucking kill somebody, right? So uh, but be good to everybody. Be good, be good, be good. Oh, and I hope you guys saw what happened. Oh, Alabama shakes. I ain't the same. On my Instagram today, this dude sent me a, a comment from Comedy Knockout. He was trying to insult me or something, so I just reposted it. And you guys fucking laid him to bed. You wrecked that poor guy. He tried to come back and say a couple things, but there's like 170 comments on there just ripping into this dude. It was I usually don't do that. And if I respond, um, I won't post the guy's name. But he doesn't get to be an asshole and anonymous. You don't get both. You're going to be an asshole. Well, let's let everybody know who the asshole is. That was my thing. Um, but all right, guys, that's it for me. Oh, what a good song. Are you guys listening to Alabama shakes? How could you not listen to Alabama shakes and get, by the way, dude on Twitter who also listens to this podcast, turn me on to atmosphere. If you guys aren't listening to atmosphere and you're into hip hop, oh my God, I cannot stop listening. By the way, futures, two new albums are so fucking good bananas um but be good to each other listen to some good music drink some good wine smoke some good weed have some good sex and just know that you get one ride on this rock do you want to spend it every day angry do you want to spend it every day worrying do you want to spend it every day bitching no listen it's important to resist it's important to do what you think is important for this world and this country and it's also important to live your life. You get one. How do you want to live it? Love you guys.